Homebridge Mortgage. How are you? I'm doing great, John. How are you, sir? Very good. I understand that your podcasting studio was compromised today. <laughs> yes, there is a car alarm. Just I, I, And I'm on the third floor. And just outside is the parking lot, and there's a car alarm just keeps going off, and nobody's going out to see what's going on. So I moved to the opposite side of the uh, office. Oh, oh, so did you sneak into uh, a toilet stall in the ladies' room, and you're hiding out in there <laughs> doing your podcast right now? Uh, I'm actually uh, in the waiting room of my office where we have our clients uh, uh, wait around, so I'm, I'm in good shape. Very good. Very good. Well, better than being in the waiting room for a colonoscopy. <laughs> Agreed. We don't Agreed. want that. We don't want that. <laughs> Very good. So uh, getting to the task at hand, uh, mortgage insurance, cost, benefits, and options. Uh, I, I think the reason that we entitled it uh, that way is because I think when people look at mortgage insurance, they just look at the cost and they don't really think about what the benefits are and uh, the options to avoid it or minimize it. Would you agree? Absolutely. Especially when you have people out there that think 70% of the people think you have to have a 20% down. A huge benefit is there's mortgage insurance. You can put as low as 3% down. And, you know, uh, in the past 12 months under COVID, um, uh, properties have appreciated 20%. So if you bought a property 12 months ago with uh, a 96% FHA loan or some other product with private mortgage insurance, you would now qualify to refinance and get out of the mortgage insurance. Absolutely. And especially with um, an FHA loan that has uh, mortgage insurance for the life of the loan, uh, you can definitely refinance, get out of that loan, get into a conventional loan that potentially may not have any uh, mortgage insurance because of the appreciation factor that we've seen. Right. Now, even though this is not the star of the podcast, I do feel compelled to ask the question. I like when mortgage brokers say, well, you can always petition for the mortgage insurance to be uh, removed after you have 20% equity. And I like to say, yeah, the chances of that are somewhere between slim and none. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a true statement on an FHA. On a conventional, you have to pay for an appraisal if you don't wait the minimum of six years for it to be, uh, you know, reviewed and examined whether it's down to 78% loan to value for the mortgage insurance to be removed on a conventional loan. Okay, so even though it might be counterintuitive to start a conversation with um, uh, a VA conversation, but I think the... Uh, the lack of mortgage insurance in VA is conspicuous, wouldn't you say? Well, I think that VA uh, designed that product to really help out the veterans uh, to get into a home and not having uh, the mortgage insurance. It's because the government is, you know, ensuring that if anything goes wrong or if the veteran defaults, they will back it up because really uh, mortgage insurance is designed to protect the lender and not the borrower, but it does give the borrower the uh, ability to reduce the amount of down payment that they have to come up with. Right. So I would say um, if you, if you do have your DD 214, you are VA eligible. 
be aware that there is no mortgage insurance, and that is a tremendous deal with VA. So let's go to what is probably the most popular program, and that's uh, FHA, 96.5% loan-to-value, 3.5% down. Uh, is there a typical mortgage insurance premium, or does it slide? No, no. So <clears throat> it does slide. Uh, if you're only putting 3.5% down and it's under what we call high balance, your premium is going to be 0.85 um, of the loan amount. Okay. That's, that's not terrible. It's not. It's not. Once yeah. it goes above high balance, which means we're on a loan amount above 548250 now we go to what is called high balance mortgage insurance, and it is 1.05 of the loan amount. And that's not too bad. And what's that high balance uh, up to 830000 822075 375 Okay. And, and realistically, in California, you're probably going with that higher balance, correct? Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I can guarantee you that if you could buy a house with that low balance, uh, today it's probably 137 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Out in the <laughs> desert. Yep. Great. So pay extra for air conditioning. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, so give or take uh, one percentage point. That's not terrible in that. Uh, now, do you have to pay cash for that or that does that get rolled into your loan balance? It gets rolled into the loan balance. So you'll have what is called a um, basic loan amount and then you'll have your adjusted loan amount. And that amount is point one point seven five that rolls into uh, the balance, and then we calculate the monthly mortgage insurance off of the basic loan amount, not the adjusted loan amount. Okay. Okay. So it's like an impound account for mortgage insurance. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's not terrible. And, you know, if it's the difference between being able to buy a house and pay an extra point mortgage insurance with three and a half percent down, or having to come up with 20% down payment, I think the answer is pretty easy. I'll pay the mortgage insurance and buy the house. Absolutely. Especially if, you know, we've had this on our previous podcast, but if you're buying three units, four units, I mean, an FHA, three and a half percent down um, product is phenomenal. Even if you have to pay the 1.05 in mortgage insurance, three and a half percent that allows you to go to a million five loan amount on a four unit uh, complex is phenomenal. Okay, so let's go to the what I would consider to be the second most popular product, and that would be a ninety-five percent conventional. What might the uh, PMI cost be on that? Five percent down, ninety-five percent loan. So it's going to depend on the credit score because unlike FHA, that is straight across the board. You're either uh, conventional or you're high balance. And those are the two numbers that you use. On conventional, uh, it's also risk-based price, meaning that the lower the credit score, the higher the mortgage insurance is going to be, or the higher the credit score, the lower the mortgage insurance is going to be. So let's take for the sake of argument, uh, you get a client that has a 740 FICO putting 5% down, you're probably talking about mortgage insurance of about point. Two five, uh, which is phenomenal. Yeah, whereas, that's not that's not bad at all. Yeah, whereas if you're talking about somebody with a six thirty FICO, 
you could be looking at point one. I'm sorry, one point three two. That's still not terrible. You know, it's just another version of uh, risk-based financing. Yeah, absolutely. That's they just, exactly just, right. rather than being in the in the rate, it's in the mortgage insurance. Uh, so pick your poison. You, mm-hmm. You're either paying a premium for higher risk uh, uh, deal loan, mm-hmm. uh, either the delta is in the mortgage insurance or it's in the interest rate. That's correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, let me ask uh, another question. Um, back in the old days, in the 80s, I used to do a lot of 80, 15, and 5. 5% cash down, mm-hmm. 80% loan, mm-hmm. no PMI. Correct. And we used to plug in uh, a uh, institutional second for 15% of the loan amounts. Uh, can you combine... Uh, an 80% first with a 5% or 10% down payment and plug in a second mortgage to avoid the PMI. Yeah. In fact, uh, nowadays there's very little avenues for institutional lenders to provide a close end second. So what we've been doing is we've been tapping into HELOC companies uh, that will go up to 89.9 uh, on a second HELOC right behind the first, eliminating any mortgage insurance. And that's probably a Prime Plus product? It is, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly right, Prime Plus. Okay, so uh, if the uh, cost of funds indices uh, uh, when added to the... Uh, margin, margin. Mm-hmm. uh you know get real volatile it could be a little ugly but it is facilitating you getting a great rate on the first and avo- and avoiding uh, private mortgage insurance on the entire financing right and keep in mind that the pricing on the heloc is also going to be based on the fico or the credit score so the higher your credit score the lower the margin will be on the heloc oh that's good to know that's good to know uh, now, we're going to venture into an unknown territory that nobody ever talks about. And, uh, you know, if you're an investor, especially an investor with a self-directed IRA or a Keogh, um or 401k, um, you know, you're not getting bupkis on your, uh, on your money in the bank. You know, your mm-hmm. treasury bills, your CDs, your, de- uh, your deposits. Um, but there's nothing to, to prohibit you to fund one of those second mortgages uh, out of your uh, 401k uh, or uh, retirement plan, correct? Well, it, 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 there, there are some restrictions. There's, you know, um, you have to follow guidelines that there can't be any balloon payments. There can't be any yeah. negative amortization. You know, it, it just has to be something that you need to be aware of. But, yeah, you could use private money like that. Yeah. And let, let's use it as an alternative to gift. Uh, let's say uh, there's responsible young buyers, good, you know, some cash, uh, good credit, good jobs. And they have aunts, uncles, parents, grandparents that have uh, money wasting away in a retirement account, making less than one percent. And um, we want to give the buyers an opportunity to buy a house and the parents or the grandparents an opportunity to fund that second uh, mortgage. Uh, do you think that's a viable uh, structure? You don't see that very often because the bulk of what a gift is, is no repayment. 
Well, this would not the, be a gift. This would not be a gift. This would be a privately funded second mortgage. Yeah. And again, I, I don't see them very often. Um, you know, what we try to do is keep it clean and say, hey, get it as a gift, as opposed to having grandma or Uncle Joe. Oh, I uh, see. I see. Finance it in, in, in the loan type thing. Right, right. But my, my, my scenario is a possible one, correct? I can't say it is, and I can't say it isn't, because there are a lot of lenders out there that do creative financing, and that could be something that they would allow. I can tell you that as a direct not allow that. Okay. Uh, but you wouldn't be surprised if uh, there are 80% lenders uh, that, uh, especially on 80, 10, and 10 with a 10% down payment, would be receptive to a privately funded second mortgage uh, to fund I, that first loan. Absolutely. I, I think there are. Uh, lenders out there that would allow that. Yes. Especially if they portfolio their loans. Well, part of my purpose in bringing this up is uh, will be demonstrated by my next question to you. If a borrower is going to save PMI on the entire shooting match, um, how attractive can the borrower make it uh, where it still makes sense to the borrower in terms of uh, interest rate on that privately fund- funded second mortgage, 4%, 5%, 6%. Yeah. And then it goes back to what we call QM guidelines, where you can't charge an exorbitant amount of interest or a balloon payment or negative amortization. Yeah. So yeah, something like a 4%, 5%. That's basically where these HELOCs are. are, are yeah. All right. Like the pricing. So, so I, I do think it begs a conversation uh, where, um, you know, if you've got uh, relatives, especially they're retired and they've got underperforming assets and they might be interested in funding a privately uh, funded second loan on a blood relatives home purchase. Uh, you know, we used to do a lot of that, uh, you know, decades ago. They don't do it so much anymore. Uh, right. But I think it definitely begs the conversation. Absolutely. And, and you would just need to make sure you find a lender that. Abel, you still there? 